This is the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. Hey, hey, oddballs. Welcome to the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. My favorite podcast I listen to every day. <laughs> Do you listen to this every day? <laughs> trying to get our, uh, our iTunes numbers oh, yeah, up. You're trying to bump the numbers. <laughs> like iTunes send you a, you have one particularly interested fan. Really loves your show. <laughs> uh, that man who listens to our podcast every day is the all-seeing seer, Louis Fox. As I tell my daughter, I've seen, I see everything. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Is that true? Have you... Do you feel like your daughter has some sort of mischievous handlings outside of the home life? I don't think so. She's a pretty good kid. Yeah? And in our our town isn't that big. So, and I've known, like, all the other kids' parents forever. So uh-huh. we all get texts like, hey, I just saw your kid doing, you know, this Snorting or that. Snorting coke on the, in the 7-Eleven parking lot? Yeah. Oh, you've been to the 7-Eleven yeah, place. I, I have seen all. Yeah, so we have a pretty good uh, system for when kids are slacking. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like a, a, a neighborhood child watch. Yeah, teen watch. <laughs> it's not a crime watch. It's just register your teenager here. We'll keep an eye out. Well, yeah, it was like I saw a friend of hers, like, at the park making out with some dude that wasn't her boyfriend so I texted the mom oh you're a narc you've become a narc you're the man Uh, yeah you're everything we hated as teenagers but then when her mom texted me back like yeah I know (laughs) I was like okay she's like yeah I'm very aware and we're cool with it you narc yeah (laughs) I would shame you I would, shame. Show, I would shame you. Well, they're, they're teenagers. Let them make out. They weren't. Yeah. I think Don't like, make out in the park where I'm cracking my whips for practice. That's fine. Everyone knows that's my park. Well, here's the thing is like they're not doing. I mean, making out is pretty low on the totem pole. Yeah. Of, of you know, teenage hoodlum offenses. Yeah. I think if they were doing coke, shooting heroin. Slamming some sweet lady <laughs> yeah, H. Yeah, I think that those are things. Or they're stealing or bullying somebody. Those are things you should report. But making out. I don't maybe know. if they're having sex, maybe. Yeah, at the park. Yeah, yeah, I'd be like, come on, find a car. Yeah, go in the bushes. Like, at, oh, yeah, you know? at least I'm going to eat lunch on that picnic table later. <laughs> Especially after you've had sex. Now, <laughs> yeah. now I'm interested in that picnic table. Yeah, before I would just eat lunch on a on a. Yeah, thing. so you, you felt the, the need to text the person? I've gotten, yeah. Yeah, I did. Is there like a site that like you can, okay, text me if my daughter, if you see my daughter doing four of these activities. Yeah, it's kind of, well, we know all the parents, so it's not really a site. It's more like playground talk for us. Ah, wow. The narking parents. Yeah. Ew. Yeah, I know. I hate what I've become. Yeah. So what have you been up to? Not much. Just been uh, doing therapy and then passing on my therapy to other people to who, me and your brother yeah, to, who uh, will not go to therapy themselves but seem very interested in <laughs> in what the therapist says to me so we you should just have like a tip jar i should or like a copay jar yeah help help me with my copay yeah i'm footing 40 dollars of this bill yeah it's funny because like my brother will call me the like once he knows i'm going to therapy he'll call me like after he's like how was it tell me what she said at least you're not at the point where your brother's like all right here's what i want you to ask <laughs> he's like here's five things i need you to tell her that that you dated a dentist yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, and that she was on the spectrum <laughs> 
Exactly. And how I deal with my hair falling out. Yeah. And she's like, your hair's not falling out. I'm like, well, you know, metaphorically. Metaphorically. If my hair was falling out, what would you tell that person? (laughs) How I'm struggling to grips with my name being... (laughs) Mark. (laughs) Oh, he's going to hate that we just said all that. Oh, and so if you're not in the studio, we have brand new equipment that we're working on. Oh, yeah. Shit's getting real. Matt and I both got new computers since the last episode. Not by choice, though. I think we were begrudgingly holding on to the last (laughs) flicker of... Now, computer Matt, life. Matt was using uh, the old iMac that was a desktop before. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was it was so old when I would call, they would say, "Are you calling about your vintage iMac?" I'm like, it, "I feel like it's only 8 years old." They're like, "Are you also calling on a rotary phone?" <laughs> when that happened the other day, my phone, I tried to update my, you know, the new software, and they wouldn't help me. <laughs> they, would, they, they essentially said, I called in and they said, we can't help you. That is technology is so old and out of date. And you only have an iPhone 4, right? No, I have an iPhone 6. Yeah. So they said, uh, we can't help you because this what we use here in to help you doesn't support that old of technology. I'm like, good Lord, I bought this like four years ago. Yeah. What's like, what's a hustle? Come on, Apple. But yeah, we did get, you got a fancy new computer. Yeah, I broke mine while I was on a ship. Oh God, geez. I was working on my desk and I spilt a cup of water. So to keep it from getting on my computer. You put I, coffee on it. I poured, I poured, I poured <laughs> beer in it. Uh, I picked up my computer, you know, quickly and I bashed it on a fan that was oh, in the room. Nice. Nice. So the the water probably would have done... I feel like this done... is a Mr. Bean sketch. <laughs> it kind of was. <laughs> and then I had to go uh, take a ca- like a $20 cab ride to the computer place uh-huh. to have them pull the hard drive. Oh, God. And that was like $180. But they got all the... All the I have everything. Naked photos and everything yeah. was saved? Yeah. Well, he was like, I can't save your naked photos. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm just sending them to my buddy Steve. Yeah. Well, that happened with my phone. It, everything got erased. Everything, uh, all my notes with all my new jokes in it, if, oh. all my texts and like, you know, all my pictures and stuff, all gone. And you it's did, like, it's tough. You're like, oh God, am I, I'm never going to get that back. It's like, it's, you're never, it's like, it's like your house burnt down. Kind of. Yeah. It was like, especially the jokes and stuff. It's like, yeah. oh wow. These are notes and stuff that, you know, I didn't <laughs> transcribe to <laughs> they anything They were so else. important to me. I didn't hit the back up to cloud <laughs> button. I guess that's, that's kind of the idea, right? Is like, well, I don't do the cloud thing. I don't trust the cloud. It's I don't some, trust the cloud no, either. Man, that's some shady business. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure the government owns the cloud. Yeah, absolutely. That's just straight information to the government, and they're building profiles on all of us yeah. to make robots of us. <laughs> it's, it's all going to be robot us. Pretty much. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Anything else going on? Uh, nothing. That's super cool. If I end up dead before next episode, it's because Ella's learning to drive. Oh, God. <laughs> Jeez. Is she 15 now? 15. We're doing uh, like sketchy parking lot driving. Oh, okay. And yeah. is there a lot of stress for her? She's more stressed than me. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I've been in a car accident. You, you have know? your your hand on the emergency brake. <laughs> I, no, I thought I was gonna do that. Oh, the one in the oh shit handle. <laughs> I'm just running beside the car. <laughs> You're doing great. Yeah. Well, uh, it's important to have a good teacher. My my eldest brother tried to teach me stick shift, and he was a horrible teacher. And I have never learned how to drive a stick shift because uh, of you it. You gotta learn. Yeah, I would love to. But she's how's she doing? She's doing great. Yeah. She. I mean, she drives. She drives better than I do. Well. That's not saying much. Yeah. But in the parking lot? 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's... Have you taken her out on the road? No, she doesn't formally get her permit for another week. Okay. I feel like I didn't have a permit for that long before I got a license. Yeah, it's like half a year. It used to be like you could get it when you're 15 and a half. Man, I feel like that's so young to learn how to drive. Yeah. I was in drug rehab. I've been to (laughs) three drug rehabs (laughs) by the time I was 16. Like, how can I be responsible to drive? <laughs> how many drug rehabs have you been in? Three? Yeah, you're not ready for the yeah, manual car. Yeah, we're going to wait until 25 <laughs> to get your... I just think when I was 15, I was not responsible as at all. Like, how how would you be allowed to go I, out I think on the what, road? Thir- how old are you, 36? 37. Yeah, I don't like driving with you as is. Yeah, true. <laughs> Mostly because you like your naps while we drive. <laughs> this is true. I will... You don't know how many times the rumble strips have saved my life. <laughs> The best, we went on the road once, we were on the road for like a week in Oregon, and you would just get in the car and fall asleep, and then we'd get to the venue, you'd wake up, do the show, get in the car and fall yeah. asleep. I'm like, you're awake two hours a day, you're like a tiger in the uh, yeah. zoo. I have, uh, I have passenger seat narcolepsy. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's old... an official condition. Yeah? Yeah, it is. That you just made up? <laughs> yeah. You get in the seat, your sort of stress level goes down, your focus level goes down. For me, it's just like, I'm out. I drive so much that it's carried over into driving. (laughs) I will pass out while driving. I don't know what that is, but it happened the other day, man. Oh, really? Yeah. I had to pull off on the side of the road and just... Yeah. Mouth open, like. Have you ever gotten the knock on the door by the state trooper? Oh yeah. And they're like, just making sure you're okay. Yeah. Once I was driving back from a gig and I had to catch a flight really early and I was nodding off, and so I pulled over. I was going from like you know somewhere in Oregon to Seattle, and so I just pulled off in Olympia because uh-huh. I was passed out, and I pulled off kind of like by a hotel, and I wake up to flashlights and a guy knocking on my door, and he's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Uh." What does it look like I'm fucking doing? Clearly I'm asleep. Clearly I'm passed out when your flashlights on my face (laughs) are not waking me. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then he's like, well, we get a lot of meth use and heroin use over here. A lot of prostitutes. I'm like, yeah, I get that. But what's, you know, I'm not doing anything. I'm I'm just sleeping. You're like, I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. Like whatever. So I shot heroin and I passed out in my car. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Like I'm not out driving. driving. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That is, is that the uh, tip I'm going to give my daughter for yes. her driving? Yeah. If you slam some right. heroin, pull off the side Listen, of the road, ride out, ride $13, out the dragon. I will teach your daughter some some street skills for driving. <laughs> I'll tell her how to disarm a cop. <laughs> okay, like not to like not take their you know gun or anything, but how to like set them at ease. She's not going to do the thing where she does like the karate moves and the clip falls out of his gun. No, no. I will. I will teach her how to uh, talk to a police officer when they pull you over. Uh huh. The things you want to say and things you don't want to say. Okay. Uh, things you want to say when they ask to search your car. Yeah. Things you don't want to say when they ask to search your car. Those. I'll give her all these tips for a very small fee. I think so. It'll be like uh, driving smarts with Matt. Yes. <laughs> A couple weeks ago, it was episode episode 48. Uh, Louie and I were on a cruise, and we recorded that episode from the cruise. And the cruise that we were on, there was a performer. Yeah, friend of ours. And we decided to interview him. And we not only are going to play the interview, but we have a couple more hidden surprises in the end. <laughs> yes. So let's, let's get to it. it. Let's do it.
but we do have a special guest, a friend of mine and Luis yeah. from Canada, and his name is Sean Farquhar. Welcome yeah. to the uh, hey. makeshift studio on the Disney <laughs> yeah. Wonder. It's odd. It's very cool. Uh, Sean is a two-time world magic champion, and he's won a number of different awards, and he's highly esteemed in the magic world. And my mom likes me, too. Yeah. <laughs> I've met your mom, actually. Yeah, yeah. I've met your mom. Yeah. But, you know, I pay her, so she has to. <laughs> you are a magician. You're a comedian. You own your own magic company. You tour the world. You've, you've performed in 42 different countries. Yeah. Um, you've been doing this full-time for, what, 40, 40 years? Yeah, oh, more than 40. Oh, 48 years. 48, 48 years. years. That's amazing. Wow. I'm old. No, you don't look it, though. I no, know. you don't. Yeah. But I feel it. Yeah. I actually feel older than I look. <laughs> you, you walk like it, though. I do. <laughs> I, I really do. You. I yeah, really do. In your, in your 50s? 56. Yeah. That's, yeah. Well, you don't look a day over 55. 55. Yeah. I was going to say 57. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. <laughs> It's the hair color. Yeah. Dude, I don't have any. Well, I like today, Louis. Like I have tweezers in my bathroom. He's like the only thing in your bathroom is tweezers. I'm like because I spend about an hour a day pulling gray hairs. You know, out every of time you hair. pull a gray hair, two will grow back in because you traumatize the ones on either side. Is right? that true? No, I just oh, made that okay. up. I thought it was really good. Well, standing. I think it's to my detriment because I still pull the gray hairs out. But people still ask me, "Do you dye your beard?" Oh. So I'm like, maybe I should just leave the leave gray hairs in. Maybe, maybe it's because your beard is like black and your hair is brown. brown. Oh, and then, you look and, like my, and then my sideburns are gray. <laughs> yeah. 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 You only went gray in the beard and the nose. Yeah, well, oh. I, I do have the albino nose hairs I have to pull out sometimes. Oh. Are, you know, I'm getting ones scary. on the outside of my ear now. Oh yeah, the me one too. That really bothers me is outside the ear. All right, there well, is... welcome to old person <laughs> hair talk <laughs> with the old hair club. <laughs> this is so good. <laughs> People tuned out like it's like, what was that? <laughs> Fifteen minutes on facial <laughs> hairs so in the wrong places. Can we get you a little background? I uh, grew up in the road. I was born in a little place called Portage Prairie, Manitoba. My okay. brother and I were born there. My parents never lived there. Uh, my dad took it off the tour pretty quickly because I think he thought it was causing something. He should have gone. Your six, dad was a touring magician. Uh, my dad was yeah. a Canadian Armed Forces and did magic and USO and also played the trumpet in the band. Oh, nice. He was uh, an airframe mechanic. Uh, so he had a lot of th- jack of all trades. Wow. We lived in Gimli, Manitoba, moved to uh, Trenton, Ontario, from there to uh, uh, Germany. Uh, so I grew up, uh, my first school years were in Germany, and then from Germany to Summerside, Prince Edward Island. I lived in Summerside until grade 11, and then moved to Victoria for grade 12. Gotcha. Stayed there for just a couple of years, and then moved to downtown Vancouver. That place flooded out. Then uh, moved to New Westminster. That place burned. Then moved a little further into New Westminster. Bought a house in Millardville, and now I've moved way out to Maple Ridge. Wow, geez. You're like the black widow of homes. <laughs> I am. I am. I've had floods, fire, and a car that drove through a living room, which I used to refer to as, uh, it was a Toyota Camry, but I thought it was Toyota Pestilence. Because, <laughs> you know, it's flood fire and pestilence, right? Yeah, you don't want to be on land with me. It's not a good thing. So as a kid touring around a lot, jumping from place to place, did you use magic as sort of like... Uh, it was my only tool. Was your, yeah. I had an older brother who was big and strong, and uh, uh, his thing was to go into the school, look for the biggest guy, pick a fight. Yeah. Win or oh, lose. he did prison prison rules? Yeah. Winner, winner lose, he, it was great. We were cool after that because he'd just walk up, and if he beat the guy, nobody bothered either of us. And, and if you're like, lost, you want to see a we card We were moving soon. <laughs> and that was me. I would spit cards out of my mouth going, <laughs> it's like a little yin and yang. You do the card trick, get beat up. And if, if my brother was losing, I would jump on the back of the person beating him up. That was when I moved to BC, uh, Victoria. I came by myself. I was living in a motel, and it was grade twelve under circumstances. And so I got there, and this giant guy who cut the inside sleeves of his golf shirt 
got in an argument with me. And it was because the night before I went to a beach party and I was trying to fit in and do some card tricks and some drunk guy got angry at me and we got into a fight and I broke his arm and, and his jaw and he fell on his bottle so he had glass on his butt. So he's pretty messed up. Yeah. And on Monday I heard he, his best friend was looking to kill me and I was like, uh. yeah, well, if he's any better fighter than that guy, I, I stand a pretty good chance. <laughs> and then this mountain walked around the corner. I remember his name, Mike, and his sleeves were cut and I was like, oh Lord. And he pinned me against the locker and just beat the living daylights out of me and the entire time I'm thinking when this is over the, you know as long as you make a joke you'll survive <laughs> and I remember you should being, see the other guy <laughs> he dropped me to the ground I stood up and went that's all you got oh, <laughs> oh, and nice. people cheered and screamed and it was like I'm good. <laughs> now yeah. that there's a spectators, and yeah. they don't want, they're not stopping this kid getting yeah. pummeled to death. Oh, it was high school in the 80s, you know? They just, they just, yeah. I got called to the office. I'm all just bruised and bleeding, and the principal says, so you came from a school that said you had some problems and issues. I was like, uh-huh. They said, there's going to be an issue here. Did it look like I won? <laughs> Dude, I messed his fist up. <laughs> but the other guy, it was pretty cool, because, you know, he had the, the glasses that were broken in half, and he had the arm in a sling, yeah. and walking with a limp, and I was yeah, like, I did that. You're like, I did that. It's like you're like I beat him up. He beat me. Up. I want to be really clear. I didn't start the fight. I was doing a magic trick and being cool and trying to impress. Okay, you're doing girl. a magic trick. I'd leave out the being yeah, cool okay. part. I was trying to be cool while doing a magic trick. So I was already kind of yeah on the beach with a drink and some people around a campfire and this guy, hey loser, put the blah 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 blah. And I was like, back off. I'm just. And he was like, yeah, you want to fight me? I'm like, no, not really. And he was just. He was drunk and I wasn't as so it was. A, is that is that something that has persisted throughout your career? Has other have other instances of people being violent towards you? Every once in a while, you get that visceral reaction. I did a TV show for uh, ESPN called Fins and Skins, and it's foot, uh, it's not foot, hosted by a football player, uh, ex CFL guy, super cool, and we did golfing and fishing in mm. Cabo St. Lucas. So we're in Cabo and it's late at night. First night, film crew, me and a few other guys, and then some other people joined around the campfire. And one by one, the film crew all went to bed, and it was still me sitting there. And I was talking about places I've been, and this guy just looks at me and goes, says, uh, so when are you going to stop lying? And I said, what? And he says, you've never been to Costa Rica, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, Punta Arenas. We go there all the time on a yeah. cruise ship. Sure you do. Whatever. And he got up like he wanted to fight me. And I'm yeah. like, dude, I'm pr pretty cool with just you know, chilling here. And he's going, yeah, you just think you're something and like we're nothing. I'm like, well, you're obviously something. You could afford to come to Mexico and sit on a beach in a private resort. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, let's fight. And I'm like, yeah, it, it's bedtime. <laughs> and, 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 and he got really loud. And I got louder screaming, if there's anybody from the film crew, help. <laughs> and all these film guys come running down. What the hell's going on? I was like, hey. So these are my friends. And there's like 12 guys, you know, the guys were carrying around gear and yeah, cameras. Yeah. And they're like, so what up? And I said, I hope nothing. <laughs> this guy's like, yeah, yeah, I'm cool with that. I said, this is my film crew. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> You're so, like, and yes, I am better than you. <laughs> no, because it just reached that point. I was like, I think he's really going to kick my Jeez, butt. And yeah. my mom just texted me, I'm better than yeah. you. <laughs> my mom says, well, but she's on the payroll. <laughs> wow. I, yeah, that's crazy that he just felt threatened by somebody yeah, so weird, right? living their life and having a lot of accomplishments. Yeah, but you know, there's... Somebody trying. Trying, <laughs> yeah. trying. Because yeah. it's not like I've got a thousand accomplishments or anything. I, I, but it's also not like you didn't earn them. Yeah, I worked for every moment of them. Yeah. Uh, every once in a while, someone will go, wow, I wish I had your life. I say, aim higher. 
Yeah. It's like, you know, because I'm aiming higher. This is not the, I'm not plateauing. I'm, I'm glad you're things. not plateauing with our podcast. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> this has been my this dream. Is, this is the valley. Yes. <laughs> well, this, is is, this is where it goes. This is the point where it goes down in your life right before it goes up. <laughs> Everything's got to be like a roller coaster. <laughs> it's your rock <laughs> bottom. Yeah, you got to hit rock bottom before you go up. <laughs> this, this is where you have to swear off podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so from to our podcast of getting beat up in high school, yeah, you've taken a few different turns. You've been on Penn and Teller twice, Ellen DeGeneres. You've, what, what, I said forty two. Is that correct? Forty two countries. Yeah, it's actually. I think it's more because I just went to uh, Wales. I'd never been to Wales before, and I went to the Isle of Man. Oh, cool! That counts. Uh, both are countries. So those are that countries. Counts as two more. One's a country, and one's a strip club. <laughs> ah, that's true. The Isle of Man <laughs> or Wales or Wales. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying which is which. <laughs> Isle of Man is such a great place. I don't know if you know much about it wallabies are native not originally native okay but, uh, they, escaped, <laughs> they escaped about 75 years ago and now they are pretty much indigenous to to wow to that's Wales, crazy which is uh to uh isle of man so um, it's essentially their australia yeah they, they escaped the mainland england <laughs> it is <laughs> to reverse australia. <laughs> to reverse australia when you ask them they say oh yeah they're indigenous to uh the isle of man i'm like no yeah, they're like sure. well you can see them in the wild i'm like Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Show me. And we drove around a couple hours. There you go. And I'm like, oh my God. Okay. Like white people are indigenous in North America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you put it that way, that's exactly the same thing. So we didn't escape from a zoo, though. <laughs> right. Paul we'll Daniels done. had the greatest uh, interview I've ever seen where he said, You want the most time on a television program? He says, Always begin by describing what you're going to do at the end. In the middle, talk about what you did at the start. And the editor uh, will either cut you completely or you get all the time you want. <laughs> that's the best that's advice. Smart. Best yeah. advice I've ever been given in my life. It was in a backstage dressing room with Paul Daniels, and it stayed with me forever. Wait, so that means do we have to beat you up at the end of this? Is that, <laughs> with that <laughs> to keep it all together, it's like part of. It. It's gotta have gotta have the roundabout. When uh, Paul was diagnosed with his uh, brain tumor, uh, we were in Italy uh, backstage, and uh, he came up to me and he said, "Sean, I don't know if you know, but uh, I've been diagnosed with a brain tumor and it's terminal." And I was like. Oh, I I didn't really know what to say. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm sorry about that. He goes, hey, it's okay. I'm dealing with it. And I was like, oh, okay. So then, about five minutes later, he walks up. Sean, I don't know if I've told you this, but I've been diagnosed with a brain tumor, <laughs> and my head just dropped really low. And he goes, I'm not that far gone. <laughs> <laughs> It was, truly, tough. it truly was so good because he lightened it up because it became a very dark dressing room. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, he changed it over. It reminds he, me of that Steve Martin. Wait, which phase of death is that? Is it is shtick? Yeah. <laughs> just after denial comes shtick. I know you're working on the one man show a lot. Yeah, I want to do uh, my own theater. I originally wanted like a theater, theater, you know, hundreds of seats, and then I didn't like being the bookkeeper and all that end of it. And so I've been working on my own little intimate spot mm. to be ideal. I'd like 52 seats. Uh-huh. I can add two extras in case there's overflow, which, you know, includes the jokers. Yeah. Yep. So and go 56 with the junk cards. Exactly. <laughs> that, that's the idea. Uh, and one right person now, wrapped in cellophane yeah. is allowed. <laughs> that's right. I'll come in wrapped in cellophane. <laughs> if you can unwrap me, and here's a paper seal, not made in Canada. There's uh, there's one box seat. Oh, uh, that's funny. Nice. Not that funny, but it's funny. Well played. Well played. <laughs> that was good. That would get edited. Yeah. <laughs> I love I love the idea of having a space. Uh, uh, Kozak is in Hawaii, and he started his own uh, art gallery of all Hawaiian art, mm-hmm. and then uh, uh, turned it into a theater at nighttime. Wow! And so he sleeps in his own bed, does his shows, has his art gallery. Oh, He's got nice. everything, living the dream. Yeah. 
um, seeing these, you know, people popping up productions everywhere. Mm. I just saw um, Dynamo did the uh, abandoned room in Belfast, Ireland. What's I don't uh, I don't know. So, so he found an abandoned. Oh, so room. Dynamo is he's uh, kind of like a David Blaine. Of, he's a David of, Blaine of oh, the okay. UK. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Right. hugely popular, uh-huh. not just in the UK, but really hugely popular in the UK. He found an abandoned room in London and started charging, I don't know, 150, 170 pound wow. to come see him do a 90 minute show. Wow. And after 12 months, due to squatter's rights, he owns it. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. So uh, he started touring with the show. So he built an entire set that looks like the abandoned room oh, that's that cool. he travels with and drops it into like hotel um, ballrooms. Oh, that's cool. Which is really cool. Uh, I had the opportunity to go see it just recently. I was in Belfast, had a night off before my show, and I looked at the tickets, and the only thing left were VIP, dead center. So I, I paid a premium, but I got a dead center front row. <laughs> and it was so fun to watch the curtains open up. He starts by having his dialogue looking down. He looked up, stopped for a second, kind of did the knowing tilt of the head, and then lowered the head and started the dialogue all over again. <laughs> He's like, oh, well, shit. Was, so, oh, no, it was really awesome. Yeah. We went out for dinner afterwards. Uh, the magic was so solid. It was really fun wow. to watch. Wow, cool. It was really good. Yeah, so a lot of people, uh, Sean, as a magician, was uh, former president of the International Brotherhood of Magicians. He was. So he's, he, he's, he's a face most people yeah, would most know. Yeah, because... know just from the magazine cover. <laughs> yeah. right? it's like, so it's magicians. hard for you to anonymously go see yeah. a show. I got really smart, and I would uh, use somebody else's credit card, ask him to buy and or in Vegas, I would go up to one of those discount ticket places and buy the ticket. But it was so weird. Just recently, I bought a ticket an hour before the showtime at a discount place uh, towards the back for Matt Franco. And uh, about halfway through his show, he just stops and goes, and I want to give a shout out to my friend Sean Farquhar who's in the audience. And I'm like, no. <laughs> That's the best trick of the whole evening. It was like, how? Well, it's better than them just being, it's Ryan. And it's some just old dude in the corner smoking a pipe. Like, exactly. <laughs> Someone who's an inspiration is the guy sitting behind you. <laughs> oh, now there's a funny story. Uh, I took my daughter to uh, watch a Canucks game. And the Jumbotron just started zooming right in on us. And Hannah's like all excited. Dad, look, they're jo- zooming in on us. And it slowly just tilted up. And right behind us is Michael Bublé. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, crowd goes crazy, and I turn. And he goes, "Hey, Sean, how are you?" And I goes, "You know Michael Bublé?" I said, "Yeah, kind of like that." She goes, "How come we're not on the screen?" Said, it's Michael Bublé. It's yeah, like, come on now. I'm not yeah. that famous. Yeah. Now this is an ignorant question, uh, but you were both magicians. I'm not. Is there a sisterhood of magicians, or is well, it... there used to be called the Magic Gals. Uh huh. And it was its own organization, and it just slowly evolved into being part of... It was uh, Magic Gals and Pacific Coast Association uh-huh. Magicians. It became all one. In fact, my wife, Lori, was the last president of Magic Gals oh. before they decided to amalgamate. Um, the word brotherhood really doesn't mean male. Okay. I guess the word society would be better, but it was always called brotherhood because it started as uh-huh. all men. But we've had uh, Fellowhood? female Fellowhood? magicians who have been president. In fact, oh, cool. uh, I think 1983 or something, June Horowitz was our first uh, female president. She passed away last year, just days before the convention was held in her home city. Uh, don't feel sorry. She was 110, I think. Oh, man. She, was, she, she, yeah. she had a hit out on the current oldest lady in the world. Yeah. She was, <laughs> and, and she was still doing... When she turned 100, she, she came to my lecture. I was in Grand Rapids, Michigan. She came which where she lived. She showed up in a wheelchair. They brought a cake. And she said, uh, after your lecture, uh, I hope it's okay we have a cake. I said, I think we should have the cake now. Because <laughs> she might so not she, make it. Right. It's like, no sense waiting. It's like, you know what? Wait delay minutes. It. And so, so we ate the cake. And then uh, I, we sang happy birthday. And then she said to me, I just want to be honest with you. She said, I may fall asleep during your lecture. It will not be a reflection on your material. It's just, I'm Aww. 100. Aww. And, and I just ate some cake. Yeah. And she 
is full. And, and oh yeah, I, I have video of her at 102 doing wow. great magic stuff. Wow, yeah, wow, that's amazing. And, and she was funny. Uh, so yeah, lots of uh, right now. There's uh, a resurgence. Uh, the UK magazine, uh, I think Globe and Mail, the the Globe and Mail. I can't remember the name. It's a newspaper in the UK. Just had a feature yesterday with uh, seven female magicians oh, cool. uh, talking about. Nice. And there's a podcast called Shazam, Ooh. Uh, which is about women magic. You get it? They they combine she, she and, and Shazam. Shazam. So uh, Shazam. Yes. I don't know if I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shazam. Nothing happens. Shazam. Damn it! I'm not turning into the guy. She I want damn. Shebrakadabra. Just says put she in front of everybody. So. We always ask people if they have like a, a strange story. Strange story. Um, well, you mentioned earlier you pulled I, I, people I from pulled a, people out of a burning building, and it's something you do often. Oh yeah, no, just the once, <laughs> just when I'm home for cruises, ju- ju- just when I'm, my arson's free. <laughs> it was uh, my arson phase. Friday the thirteenth uh, in uh, May 1988, and I'd come home from a comedy club where I immediately, uh, apparently, had heckled somebody back, and they weren't happy, and they followed me home and made a Molotov cocktail and threw it through the apartment and Jeez. burned. 11 families well 13 families mine counts as one and the landlord moved back in while he was fixing the place but 11 families were homeless the next day wow the, uh, yeah I, do you I, remember I, what you said that caused this sure. uh... and it wasn't that great uh, the guy was really loud through the first two acts when it was my turn I just started by going look buddy shut up show me a little respect I could have been your father if the German shepherd hadn't beat me over the fence ah, nice solid yeah. and he threw a beer bottle at my head I ducked uh, the management asked him to leave when he got outside he got in an argument with the bouncer and the bouncer beat him up and he decided it was my fault sat in his car drank and waited for me to come out and then followed us home oh wow and then burned the place to the ground was, it, was this in Germany <laughs> no it was in uh, New Westminster British Columbia Canada wow and uh, yeah and so the apartment building kapoo burned and uh, then... I ran in multiple times pulling people out uh, it's funny because I've run into a couple of them just recently. A friend of mine is an actor, and one of the uh, Teamster drivers is a guy named Ray, who I pulled out of the fire. Ray had been hit by a car, and so I didn't think he was in the building. Uh, I thought he was still in the hospital because he had broken legs with a steel bar between his legs. Big man. And uh, he wasn't because once I got everybody out and I had them all assembled and I did a head count, I said, everybody's out. And his girlfriend said, no, Ray is still inside. I'm like, no, Ray's at the hospital. And then thinking she's in hysterics. Yeah. And she goes, no, Ray came home today. I was like, oh, God. So I ran back into the fire and, and pulled out this guy who was like 220 pounds, maybe 230. Who couldn't walk. Who couldn't, who couldn't walk. walk. And fire all around him. I just picked him up. And I drove his legs twice into the door frame. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, listen, dude, I'm just going to roll you to the window. Your legs are already broken. I got him three quarters. And uh, by that time, the fire minute arrived and one of the firemen took him out the door and of course I was on my own and I got to the door and the door was fully involved and uh, I didn't know how to get out and I just ran through a wall of fire uh, and, and that's an odd thing too because I caught on fire my hair my back Jeez. my legs the hair on your back <laughs> no my back the hair my back but I didn't have any hair on my back I still have hair on my back I've got plenty in my ears. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, um, now we can't edit that. Exactly. It's good, though. It's come full I'm circle. Go, I'm good with that. Uh, body, body, hair, body hair talk. <laughs> I, uh, I remember tripping as I came through because I kicked 
thinking if you kicked the door open, but there was nothing left of the door. There was no material door. Yeah. So that made me stumble. So I rolled and I'm going across the grass and all of a sudden I felt people like thumping me and they weren't thumping me. They were putting a blanket and patting yeah, me yeah. out, but it really felt like people were punching yeah. me. Like, you should have saved like, Ray. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> Why'd you re-break Ray, Ray's leg? <laughs> Leave Ray behind. Yeah. So yeah, so just the other day, uh, this uh, fellow wrote me and he said, uh, he's a friend and he's working on a movie in Vancouver and he said, it was so weird. He says, uh, I told him I was an amateur magician. He says, oh, do you know a guy named Sean? He goes, I do know a guy named Sean. Yeah, he saved my life. He's a hero. He goes, yeah, different Sean then. <laughs> Sean Farquhar goes, nope, same Sean. Uh-huh. Tell me the story. Uh-huh. It's like, it's just really cool. Uh-huh. Wow, yeah. that's intense. And so did they go after the dude? Yeah, they got him. He went to prison, came out, beat me up, and then went back to prison again. It's very special. <laughs> I, like, I like a guy that doesn't hold a grudge. Yeah, no. there was, uh, so he's, just, he's whittling down soap in the yeah, shape of a knife. Gonna, gonna get Sean he's when got, get he's, got, he's got a picture of you. <laughs> he's made in his own blood. <laughs> there was a young boy, Chad Crawford, who hid under his bed, and I found him. And years later, there was a knock on my door. It was Boxing Day. And I opened the door, and there was this massive, you know, lumberjack kind of guy standing there. I said, can I help you? And he goes, my name's Chad Crawford. I said, holy crap, you grew up. And he goes, yeah. He says, mom said Boxing Day is the day you go thank people, you know, that were instrumental in life. I wouldn't be here. And I said, you want a beer? So I said, I didn't think I'd say that to you. Because, you know, <laughs> I just remember his five-year-old Chad. Yeah. And he was this full strap. And what do you do? He said, I'm a journeyman carpenter. I'm like, of course you are. Like, yeah. That's yeah. so really cool. Is yeah. that true? Boxing Day is yeah, that's, that's a big takeaway from me too. <laughs> <laughs> Boxing Day is the day you take. Uh, well, originally it was when rich people reboxed one of their presents and gave it to their staff. Ah. It's a way of saying thank you. Okay, so I thought this story was going to go. The the guy got out of prison on Boxing Day, came, came knocked, in. and boxed me. Like, <laughs> boxed me. <laughs> yeah, I thought that's day. what that story was going to happen. No, there was a knock on the door. I opened the door and I realized who it was. And went, "Oh my god!" And then he punched my nose straight into the back of my head. Jeez, I could fold it over. Your your viewers can't wow. see that. Isn't that cool? Oh man, it folds right over. Oh yeah. wow, that's nice. Yeah, it's a, went back to jail. Yeah, went back to jail. He's like, yeah, it was the Died best. Died in jail. Did he really? Yeah. All right. Apparently, it costs a thousand dollars to get a guy killed in jail. That's it? I don't know. I, I just... <laughs> how many cigarettes? Is that how much? <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of cigarettes. A thousand bucks. That's a thousand it. Bucks. Jeez. Yeah. That's cheap. It is. That's a lot of cigarettes. I'd probably do it for nine ninety nine if I was in jail. <laughs> I'd undercut people. Nine ninety nine. Yeah. I you, 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 you mean like nine dollars ninety nine cents? No, no, no. Like okay, nine hundred ninety nine. I would have the the like Memorial Day sta- sale. <laughs> 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 Look for a two for the clearance. Two for one. The clearance sale on murder. It's clearing out a cell. Everything must go. Well, thanks so much for sitting with us, Sean. I appreciate it. Where can people check you out? Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Just do Magic Champion. One C, not two. I couldn't afford both consonants. And uh, the show that's in Vancouver, the one-man show? Vancouver, it's at the Shangri-La Hotel. It'll run all September and October in the Shangri-La in the Blue Moon Theater. It's only 36 seats. Awesome. That's going to be good. Yeah, And I've seen Sean plenty of times, and you're going to want to check it out. Yeah, I've had a blast this week watching your show. Thanks. I'm really having fun. Well, thanks for sitting in in our makeshift studio. Thanks for inviting me. All right. And now, it's time for Strange Stories from the Time Capsule with Dr. Henry. Despite popular rumors, Elvis Presley had severe constipation that plagued him throughout his life. He actually died while pooping because of a condition called megacolon.
Let's get to some weird news. All right, folks, we have an addendum to a story we did recently. The story was about an Easter bunny who hopped in to a fight and seemingly to try and break it up, but it ended up sort of wailing on the guy in the fight. Yeah, the Easter bunny brawl. At the time, there was no identity of the specific Easter bunny. We have unmasked our Clark Kent. We don't know if it was actually the Easter bunny. It could have just been an a bunny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't wearing a top hat. <laughs> That's true. He wasn't giving out Easter Chocolate. eggs. But uh, so the addendum comes from WFTV.com. That's a new source more reliable than a cop running a background check on the Easter bunny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the cop just let him off. Yeah. No questions were asked of the cop that showed up to the scene of the crime. I think the cop saw the bunny suit and was like, that's been at the club all night. I want no part in touching that. <laughs> I don't want that in the back of my car. So the update that, is... <laughs> that's got more DNA than 23andMe. <laughs> than my uh, teenage pillowcase. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your tube sock. <laughs> so uh, the addendum is an update on the story. A man who wore an Easter Bunny costume during a fight in downtown Orlando is wanted in New Jersey <laughs> and had previously been arrested in Pasco County, according to a Pasco County Sheriff's Office incident report. I like how they didn't run his record. No, no, they didn't even check in with him. They weren't even like, who's under the under the, the bunny mascot? Yeah, I like they were like, oh, yeah, I ran E-Bunny. Nothing came up. Hey, boss, I scanned his finger. Nothing came up. We got his paw prints. <laughs> Uh, I wonder if he's, is he wanted as himself or as the bunny? Yeah, the bunny's wanted in three counties. <laughs> he's it's like the John Dillinger of, of Rabbits. He's like, no, that's not me. That's some racist ass shit. <laughs> yeah. You just trying to say all bunnies look the same? <laughs> so Pasco County. You know why they didn't run it? He was a white bunny. Uh, that's true. He was. A, he is a white bunny. Pasco County authorities discovered that there's a non-extraditable failure to appear warrant out of New Jersey for Antoine McDonald, 20, of Zephyr Hills, the news release said. I like that the warrant is like, you didn't show up, but we're not going to make you show up, but we're going to put this piece of paper out there. Well, yeah. So essentially... What happened is that they let him go without asking him his name, anything about him. But then he sort of has been out in social media getting interviews as himself. Yeah. Not just as the bunny, as himself. So his name came out. People Googled his name, found out that there's some uh, some shady business going <laughs> yep, on. Yep, some stuff's happened in the bunny hole. Yeah. Authorities said McDonald was a person of interest in a carjacking. <laughs> And so he wasn't breaking him up. He was trying to get her car keys. <laughs> and two armed robberies in Pasco County, according to the sheriff's office. He had also been arrested in January on charges of having a fraudulent ID and using the name Hudiafa Roberts. Now, I looked up that name, what it means. Uh -huh. And Hud Haifa uh -huh. is actually Arabic, meaning, get ready for this, old Arabic name. No. That's, is that really? That's what the website. I hope it was going to be Bunny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, it's like Esther is actually English for old English name. No, that's awesome. McDonald gained some notoriety when he seemingly helped a woman who was fighting a man in downtown Orlando, according to videos posted on social media outlets. Authorities have not released whether McDonald is in custody. I like the... <laughs> that they've changed it from him rescuing this woman to seemingly... Yeah. Well, and I so I read in a separate addendum article that, that the cop did say to him... Listen, I don't want to see you fighting ever again in that bunny costume. I'll arrest you and the bunny costume is what he said to the guy. And he's like, okay, I'm out of here. But we have gone farther down the, the rabbit hole. Yes. And uh, he has an Instagram page, and they just started a few days ago. It's Bad Bunny of 19. and uh, Or hashtag Hero Bunny. 
And he has over 9,000 followers in just a few days. And yeah, most, he only followed back 13. Yeah, and most and we are one of the followers now. Yep. And so we... What's the word? Insta-stalked him? Yeah, we insta-stalked him. And most of the videos are him uh, dancing in the bunny costume with women twerking on his uh, uh, genitalia. Yeah, yeah. There's a weird one where he, she's twerking him, but his rabbit tail is like where his belly button should be. <laughs> yes. I was trying to figure out what was in that picture. and I, uh, My favorite thing is someone wrote, not all heroes wear capes. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they wear bunny costumes. I'd prefer my hero to wear a cape <laughs> over a bunny costume. That way at least the cop can go, you're wanted for carjacking, aren't you? <laughs> So what do we think about the addendum here? I think that's the only way it could have turned out. Yeah. Is the guys wanted for murder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I like it. Me too. All right, that's it for today, folks. Thanks so much for listening. Of course, subscribe and share your favorite episode. If you can leave a comment on our iTunes page or wherever you get our podcast from, leave a comment and give us some feedback and let us uh, let us know how you think we're doing. And that helps us in the ratings and all that cool yep. stuff. You can check us out, too, on all the social media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can also check us out on the Patreon at patreon.com slash odd and off beats <laughs> there you go <laughs> you're so used to correcting my uh when i say backslash, backslash you don't even know what happens after that but yeah patreon does help us financially it is a small contribution site where you get to directly contribute to our program and we have uh campaigns that range from a dollar up to ten dollars a month and you get a bunch of different sweet kickbacks yeah we'll send you bonus episodes you get postcards from the road all sorts of stuff <laughs> yeah and also you can uh, check out our weekly meme contest and that is on all the sites that we mentioned earlier and we post a picture a funny picture and you leave a caption and the best caption wins some swag yep yep we've had some great great entries some great winners yeah uh we have and some pretty sweet prizes also <laughs> i gotta i just got a really cool thing that i'm going to give you to send out to okay. the next one um, so where can the fine people see the Louis Fox comedy show coming up? You can check me out in Alaska I'll, on the 24th. I'll be at the Hainesboro Library. Ooh. And then on the 25th of May. And I'll, that's in Haines, Alaska. Haines, Alaska. Okay, yeah. And then I'll be at the Juno Library on 1 o'clock on the 25th. And where can they check you out? I am also going to be in Alaska, but I will be performing on a cruise ship. I'll be performing on the cruise ship that we interviewed Sean on, oh, which excellent. is the, the Disney Wonder. And I'm there um, up to the 24th. And then I'm at the Juan de Fuca Arts Festival out in Port Angeles, Washington on May 25th and 26th. Be doing my full show. And uh, hopefully I'm going to get some friends to come out and be in the show with me. Oh, nice. Um, so that is to be determined. Right now it's just me. I wonder how many people show how many drunk guys named Juan are like, Wanda fucker. <laughs> Wanda fucker. <laughs> but it is a really cool arts festival. It has a lot of different performers from around the region. And, uh, you know, come and see me. That's um, awesome. Yeah, should be good. All right. Well, check us out. And we hope you guys have a fantastic and weird week. We are out. Bye. Thanks for listening and stay weird. 
Today's show is sponsored by People Against Hipsters That Wear Fake Glasses and Disability Appropriation Today.